I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. Hello, magical friends. I'm Allie Michelle. And I'm Raquel Mantra, and welcome to Your Own Magic Podcast. Our intention is to connect you with the most inspiring thought leaders and visionaries and share some of our experiences and wisdom to help you unleash your own magic. Yes, we're so grateful you're spending this present moment with us today. The idea is that the day you're born, you're already living as your higher self because no one has told you to be any other, any other way. Um, so we really have to go back to our higher selves rather than cultivate our higher selves or become our, our higher selves. It's kind of like actually when we get rid of all the conditioning that's blocking us from the world around us, then the natural, you know, the higher self comes in very naturally. Now let the magic begin. Yo, okay, so this week we what have... <laughs> what? <laughs> yo <laughs> yo what up people <laughs> we got jenna zoe coming on anyways yeah we do we have a human design expert and ali was traveling actually i think that you were even flying back to the states the day that we scheduled this interview so you couldn't be on it but that's okay because i'm going to tell you what your human design is right now ali I'm excited. Yes, I was based on an airplane, but I'm happy that I somewhat get to be a part of this episode because the interview. It wouldn't so be the same without your voice being on here at some point. Oh, I love you. And I, I freaking love our community so much. I know. Our soul tribe community. And I've been meeting some here on Oahu, which has been such a lovely experience. I just run into them on the street and I feel so loved. And I'm excited for that to happen in London. Have you met any in LA? 
Um, to be honest, I'm like a little scared to go outside in LA because with the traffic and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the matrix. Yeah, I'm getting used to it after being in the jungle, but I'm planning a workshop slash meetup um, early April, probably at Wanderlust Studio. So keep your eye out, Soul Track. Oh, that is so good. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I've been really diving into the writing world lately. It's actually this practice. James Patterson teaches this masterclass. And so I wake up at, you'll be so proud of Raquel. I wake up at 6.30 a.m. every day and I write for a full blown hour. A full hour, whether I have the words or not, whether it's nonsense or genius. Um, most of the time it's nonsense, but sometimes you get a good nugget in there. But anyways, to wake up in the morning instead of kind of overloading myself with four cups of coffee like I used to. Um, I've been doing the essential oils that I brought up last week, actually, because you can use them for anxiety. Um, and for anxiety, I would do kind of a more calm one, like lavender, frankincense, any of the really pure oils. And you could actually find them on Thrive Market. They are amazing. It's like the cheapest, highest quality way. And it comes right to your doorstep because personally, like, walking into a store when there's a million different options that actually causes me anxiety and you don't want to go buy something for your anxiety and then <laughs> because more anxiety buy that is brilliant wow that was for the anxiety but for writing to wake me up um i'll use peppermint um anything any of the more awakening ones peppermint's amazing but you can dilute it with coconut oil and put it on your ears. I've said this before because the ears have so many nerve endings in them. They're super sensitive and that'll wake you right up. Um, if you smell them, I mean, the power of smell is such a direct effect on your nervous system. It's incredible. So yeah, I would just recommend Thrive Market. That's where I get on my good stuff. Oh, they're so good because they have their own brand as well of high quality goods that really are less than market prices. You can actually order uh, not only oils, but groceries. That's what they're really known for that are up to 50% less than what you can get at any matrix store that is near you. And they deliver it straight to your door, which is so amazing. If you haven't taken advantage of this offer, I don't know what you're doing because you seriously get $60 worth of free groceries. There is no catch plus free shipping and a free 30 day trial. If you sign up at thrivemarket.com forward slash your own magic, that's where you will get that free groceries for you and your family. Send it to your friends, thrivemarket.com forward slash your own magic. Yeah, and seriously, uh, I'm really passionate about essential oils. It's a very underestimated form of medicine to use and healing. It's completely improved the quality of my life. So, Oh my gosh, I could totally see you also becoming an aromatherapist, poet, aromatherapist, podcaster, writer. Man, it all the I things. Like you and I were, maybe, I don't know, I feel like I was like the shamanic medicine woman mixing herbs and you'd be leading ceremonies and like, I don't know, maybe an <laughs> alternate fantasy reality where we were witches together, but I'm getting so carried away. Anyways. And I love it. I absolutely, I think that that was our past life and maybe be our future life too. We're just so open. We are open. We are open. Oh my gosh. Yes. So again, guys, thrivemarket.com forward slash your own magic. Yeah. All right. So you were born at 1042 a.m., am I right? Yeah. You know, the fact that you know that, it's like pretty <laughs> Like I didn't even know that until a few months ago. And my mom was like, you were born at 1042 a.m. So good memory. <laughs> that is good to know. Okay. Yep. 
Well, I remember we checked this out once too, and you and I had the exact same number. Ah, you're like me. You're also a projector. Ooh, I can't wait for you to listen to this episode then because she really explains, well, she explains every single type of human design that there is. There's projectors, manifestors, manifestor generators, generators, and reflectors. And we're both projectors. Which you and I have a, such a negative connotation with the word projector or projection, but it's actually such a wonderful, I'm so happy to be a projector. She's also a projector herself. I will put in the show notes so everybody can find out their type before they continue to listen. As she talks about each type, you can understand and allow whatever to resonate, resonate, and you can even put in your friends and see what they are and how you two can coexist. And I think that's really cool that we are both projectors. That's incredible. Yeah, I think in the spiritual community, we hear things like you're projecting, but I've actually done some research on human design, especially leading up to this podcast. And I like so wish I wasn't on a little tube hovering in the air during this interview, because it's so magical. But that's amazing. And I can't wait for everybody to listen to it and find out their human design, because I think it's just a cool way to reflect perspective on yourself. Yes, I think that I'm also going to put up a poll after uh, we post this episode, because I'm curious what the majority of the soul tribe in our Facebook group is. So if people find that poll somehow, because I know whatever, when someone posts, sometimes it gets lost in the sauce because everybody's posting all the time, which is really awesome. But keep your eye out for that. I'll post. Pin the Facebook post so it stays in yeah. the top. I just learned that you can do that. I'm learning Facebook. <laughs> the pinning thing. I love it. The only thing is, though, is that when you pin it's hard to see on the mobile phone. You have to actually go like, what did they pin? You have to actually select something that says, what did they pin or something like that. Oh, well then, okay. I'll do that. we'll just share it. We'll just share it. Well, I love it. Yeah, we're both projectors. And then she also does my own personal reading as well. And Jenna's pretty amazing because, yes, of course, she has the book. She knows the notes on each different type of human design. <laughs> but... <laughs> But um, because she's so intuitive with it and you will hear in this why she's so gifted when it comes to this. It's as if she was born to do this because she was born the day that this was founded or discovered. I know, like the exact same day and year. So it's like she's a human design baby. And so she really read me and read into my soul. And I just felt I was buzzing as she was doing it. And that's when I know. Because sometimes I'll get a reading and I don't feel anything. And it also doesn't resonate. But when I'm buzzing, every single bone and fiber of my being is buzzing. I know. I think that's an important thing to know. Because we all get a lot of healing sessions done or go to different people or hear different things or different truths. And your body always knows. We've talked about this before, the wisdom of the body, but the fact that your body had a physical response, like that is kind of your cells, every atom and molecule of your being being like this right here, pay attention, you know? Yes, this is it. Exactly. Oh, so I can't wait for everyone to just listen to the words, soak them all up of Jenna Zoe, go find out your yeah. type and then listen to the episode and also uh, find out the type of those that you love. And I also <laughs> just want to say um, that Raquel and I have totally figured out a snazzy little system here um, where we can talk through Zencaster. Yes. Um, but yeah. I just want to take a moment to honor you for keeping the show going while I was like deep in the mountains road tripping um, because there's just so much value in this community and the fact that you to honor them and keep it going. I really appreciate it. And you've done such an incredible job. And I'm really happy that we can continue to do this and seek, seek search. I almost just combined those words. Mm -hmm. 
her cheek for the <laughs> spiritual answer. Um, oh, so, yeah. I just wanted to say that, and I love you. Oh, I love you. I love you. Oh my gosh! Thank you. I am so everybody, but everybody missed you. Of course, I missed you. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy you're back. But I also just miss your physical presence. So hopefully, I come to LA soon, or you go to London, Europe. That would be really cool. <laughs> I feel like think we're getting divorced. We're not getting divorced. We love each other. We're supporting. No, we don't have to be in each other's physical presence to love each no, other. No, we're in this for a lifetime. But I think it's actually powerful for you to be able to connect with people on that side of the world because I know we were traveling yeah. Europe this summer. So I think it's cool. And I will visit you in London for sure. And you'll visit, obviously, I'm manifesting you moving here. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> playing it by ear, going where the universe takes me. You go where the universe takes you. I'll manifest it to take you here. It's good. <laughs> beautiful okay we can try that out or maybe we'll just meet back up in hawaii someday oh uh, yeah the islands will call us home for sure she will she will she's so beautiful today by the way all right everybody enjoy this episode with jenna zoe Dear curious soul seekers who are fascinated with mystical systems of wisdom like astrology and numerology, moonology, tarot, birth charts, or any system that gives you a deeper understanding of you, then this is an episode for you. I am so honored to be talking to the ever so lovely Jenna Zoe, who is an expert in the field of human design, which by the way, I have been seeing everywhere since human design has become more widely known around the globe as it seems to resonate with almost every person who discovers it in the discovery of their own truth. And I'll let Jenna tell you all about human design. I don't want to butcher that, but first, let me introduce you to the lovely Jenna herself. Like I said, Jenna is a human design expert and happens to be very tapped in to her gift in channeling messages and receiving intuitive downloads for people using the craft of human design. And Jenna gives personalized readings to help you understand your own magical contract, your soul made with the universe about who you came here on this earth in your beautiful human suit you chose who you came here to be that's what fascinates me about this system and i just can't wait to dive deep and find out more about my soul and soul's purpose on this earth today but i really really encourage you as you listen maybe something will resonate with you deeply maybe you'll get chills up and down your spine or tingles like i get And when that happens, pause and write it down because it may be a download for you that may help you with something you're going through right now. That's actually what happened to me. And when I listened to Jenna on another podcast and I was just getting these chills and I was like, oh, clearly I need to reach out to her. So I did. And anyways, I am just so thrilled to welcome Jenna. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. By the way, you said hi at four minutes and 44 seconds in this call. Yeah, it's one of my signs. It's one of 
That's like, I'm so happy that you're here. And I can just picture that I have people on the edge of their seats, like wondering what in the world human design is if they don't already know. I actually need to tell you that I heard about it last year in Bali when I was with one of my best friends, Christina, who told me she was a manifester. And I was like, I thought to myself, okay, that makes sense. You seem to manifest pretty much everything and anything easily. Um, But then I also thought, I was like, wait, aren't we all manifestors? Like, don't we all have this limitless ability to manifest easily? Was that Christina? um, uh, I forget her second name. Which? Yeah, fully. She's known as Fully Raw Christina. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to tell her that I'm. When she was in Bali last year. (gasps) What? What a synchronicity. Really? You read her? Uh-huh. No. When she was in Bali last year. What? Yeah. Because I remember she went to yeah. an expert and that was you? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, there we go. I didn't even know this. <laughs> and I just had to tell you, this is how I discovered human design. And I was so curious. Well, the curious soul-seeking wow. self wanted to know my design was. And apparently, I'm a projector. And Christina looked at me like, mm, what is that? And which like in full transparency, by the way, it bummed me out because when I hear the words projector or projection, it has a very negative connotation. So I dismissed this system and I can see skeptics dismissing the system, but that's why we need to dive into it. This was well before I heard you speak about human design. And now I am fascinated and happy to be, be a projector. Wow, that's so <laughs> Cool. That's yeah. incredible because it was almost a year ago that I think I read for her. So it was already trying to reach you exactly a year ago. And now here we are. That's insane. What? That is like, I uh, I have chills. Again, my truth bumps. That says something. Wow. Um, so first, what is human design and where does it come from? So I'll tell you a really weird story. Um, human design and me were both born in January 1987 to this world. What? So, no. um, yeah, yeah, wow. <laughs> it was so trippy when I discovered that as well, because I just was like, there's something so crazy and, <sighs> and so kind of messy about that. Um, You're truly the human design I'm- baby. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. So crazy. Um, there was a man called Ra Uruhu who was in an, who basically heard a voice, um, speak to him and he started to listen and it ended up lasting eight days where he heard this voice basically tell him everything he needed to know. It was just, it was truly a pure download from the universe to this guy who, you know, was obviously just an open and receptive vessel will be what the knowledge was willing to share with him. And, um, you know, when I first started hearing about it, the way it was always described to me was that it's a combination of the I Ching, which is Chinese, the chakra system, regular astrology, and um, the Kabbalistic tree of life. Um, and it's all about your aura and what's in your aura and how to use your aura for the world around you. As um as I started to kind of like do readings for people and learn more about it and discover that I had basically like an intuitive gift for it, um, the way that I talk about human design, most of the things that I get are basically things that have come out of my mouth that I've then noted down because I've had no idea where they came from. So human design was actually described to me as basically the contract that your soul makes with the universe before you come here about who you come to be what karma you come to correct and what you came to experience. So who is your higher self, basically? Yes, that's exactly. So who is your higher self and why are you in this human suit? That's what fascinates me about human design. And then you, though, well, clearly you were the human design baby. But what made you decide to dedicate your life purpose to this practice? Because you were doing a lot of other things before this, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am. 
I was doing something completely different, something that, I mean, we'll, as we'll explain, you know, um, I was doing something that my conditioned self, or what we call in human design, the not self. I was living very according to my not self. So my conditioning was that I had to be very productive to prove myself because I'm a projector to you like you. And um, one of the biggest conditionings that projectors have to overcome in order to be who they came to be is to understand that their value was not proved by how much they do. And I was living as a not self projector, so I was basically trying to be the doer of all doers. And I was trying to, I started two businesses and I was trying to run both of them and I was trying to also do nutrition consulting on the side and I was basically running myself into the ground trying to do everything. I basically went to see a shaman one day and he did my human design chart and I am somebody who's so, you know, I call it kind of like being a spiritual whore, like I'll try anything, I'll explore anything, I want mm-hmm. to do all the different activities. <laughs> yep. Um, so when I heard about it, I was like, why have I not heard about human design before? And just like with everything else, I was like, I have to find out everything about how this works if I don't understand it because I won't believe something unless I really get how the mechanics of it work. Um, and so then I just basically started to study it and the more and more I did it for friends and family, I would say things that I would have no idea where they came from um, until literally one day I basically just ended up being so busy with doing human design that I had no other choice than to stop doing everything, like literally stop, drop everything else that was going on in, in my life because the universe had basically opened a door to me to say, you're now living as your real self and this is where we're basically guiding you to um, show up as. So. The reason why I believe that, you know, the human design um, experiment, as they call it, really works is because I've seen it work miracles in my own life. Um, uh, yes. And then, yeah. This is so good for the skeptics to know how, why it's the real deal, because there is both, it seems to be a mix of ancient and modern schools of wisdom in this system. And so um, for the skeptics out there, how do you know it's the real deal? What miracles have you seen? Well, you know, um, it's really funny that you asked me that question because I just had, um, two hours ago, I hung up on my last client of the day. I'm eight hours ahead of you, so it's 8.30 now. But um, my last client of the day was a, was a guy, and he was, um, it was funny because he'd basically just been bought a session by his wife, who also has a session with me this coming Friday. And um, I could tell straight away that he was kind of just like doing it because she wanted him to do it and, you know, that type of thing. It's actually my favorite client to do is, is the ones that come in totally non-believing and totally skeptical because when you get to the end of a session and they really feel like what you've said is so accurate that you can't have just pulled this from nowhere, the feeling of people having re-met who they really are, you know, that's really my goal with every session is to have people just come home to themselves and um, that to me is, is all the proof that, that I need to know that it works is when people... Wow. You know, just just get that feeling of like, oh, yes, that's me. And, and, you know, almost get to thank themselves for reminding themselves who they, you know, where they came from. Because the idea is that the day you're born, you're already living as your higher self because no one has told you to be any other any other way. Um, so we really have to go back to our higher selves rather than cultivate our higher selves or become our, our higher selves. It's kind of like actually when we get rid of all the conditioning that's blocking us from the world around us, then the natural, you know, the higher self comes in very naturally. Wow. So human design can help you actually basically reprogram your mind from what many superstructures have implemented in your mind to believe a certain reality that is really not a part of your soul. Yeah. Wow. It's a reconditioning system. I love that. 
and basically what we want to do is decondition you from all the external conditioning that the you know your parents your peers your school um, society at large you know all the different things that we've absorbed from those from those um, you know various external inputs Wow. See, this is why I can't wait to continue to dive in and talk about the different types um, because Mm -hmm. people are probably like, wait, so human design, what's my design? And I know that there are four or five actually different design types, which may seem so vague to some, but they really are very detailed. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, your energy type, I always say to people, it isn't everything, but it's the first thing. So it's, you know, it's kind of like saying, are you an Aries or a Pisces? Yeah. Yeah. It tells you general things, but if, for example, you're doing, you know, you know, you're now curious and you're kind of trying to figure out what everyone else in your life is, if you figure out that you and your mom are the same type and then you're like, but we're nothing alike, the only thing that the energy types share in common is that, that your energy type basically tells you the way you're supposed to be exchanging energy with the world around you. So it's nothing to do with your personality or your how loud you are or quiet you are or masculine or feminine or anything like that. It's just to do with the mechanics of how you're supposed to be using your energy overall in the world around you. Oh, that's interesting. So then in that case, so our design types can't change at all, but can we be a slight hybrid with other types or are we just solely whatever that type is? Um, we are one of the five types and always um, and always will be. Now, what's interesting, if you want to get a little... Um, you know, more, more deep diving into it is that the soul is also another type. So, um, you could, for example, be a reflector soul, but in this lifetime you're a projector or, um, to some extent there are some types that can't, you know, totally stray. Um, but you know, your soul is always one thing and then you're this lifetime, you're always another. So, um, that's interesting. Okay. So, um, we're both projectors. Yes. (laughs) Let's talk about a projector. What and who are the projectors? Okay, so basically the projectors, projectors, they say they're about 17% of the population. Um, but based on the fact that I've done several hundred readings now, I actually think it's a lot less, just purely based on, on the numbers of people that I see. Um, projectors are basically the people who are, I like to call them the birds. They're the people that kind of like sit up on the trees and they see things in a way that other people can't. Now, I just want to stress that anything I'm about to say about any of the types, um, if you don't identify with a type, there could be many reasons why. One of them primarily that maybe you're not living as your real self or can't get to the place where you can taste. (laughs) Oh, snap. (laughs) Also because, um, you know, it's so much more layered than what we're about to kind of like generally go through. So a lot of people will first hear these things and maybe not identify with you know, what they might hear or, um, you know, feel a little bit sad about their own type or something like that. But mm. I, I come from a very much a place of, of believing that all the types are wonderful. There's no such thing as a bad chart. There's nothing better or worse in human design. It's all beautiful as long as it's energetically correct for you. Right. I love hearing that because I remember hearing when Christina was a manifester and I'm a projector and I have this negative connotation of projectors. I was like, what? I do not care about this system. <laughs> yeah and that's that's often it's funny how often that happens and um you know you just have to explain to people that um it isn't always what it seems on the on the outside but I'll try and give the most um the most generalized description so that people can really understand how it works so projectors are basically um 
most of what we call non-energy beings, which basically means that 17% of the population, the projectors, are people who weren't built for um, sustainable energy. They weren't built to, um, let's say, uh, you know, do a full day's work. And the reason is because they are like the birds, like I said, they're sitting up on the branches and they can see something that other people cannot see. So some people, that is, they see, they see into people in a way that other people can't see, or they see into um, reality, truth, or they see a system or a hack or a um, trends, um, new ideas in a way that other people can't. So it's often that they are very efficient systems-based people. And that basically means that they come here as the guides for the rest of uh, society. So they themselves cannot produce in the same way that everybody else can or can't get stuff done in the same way that everybody else can. <laughs> yeah. So they're here to basically help other people make efficiency gains or do what they do in an improved or tweaked way. So what I do, for example, is a really good is a really good example because I myself am not you know, grinding it out nine to five, but I'm helping people along their path kind of tweak as they go along. But you could also be a projector lawyer. Um, you could be a projector president of the United States, like President Obama was. Um, it's Ooh. not necessarily, yeah, it's not restrictive to what you do in the world, but it's, um, it's descriptive of the way that you the way that you show up in that job or in that role. Oh, that um, so resonates because when it comes to hanging out with certain friends or actually any friends, I feel a lot of the times like I'm here to help them with something or to be make something more smooth for them to deal wow. with. Yeah, and, and basically as a projector, your aura is very penetrating. So you have an aura that works really well one-on-one, -on -one, which means that, like I said, you can see the other very, very deeply. Um, now, often what that means is that, you know, projectors as kids will often want to volunteer information of, um, you know, how they think somebody can improve or they'll want to kind of like tell people, you know, you should try this or you should do this better or whatever. And so they often get called bossy or. Yes. Um, and that <laughs> shut me off from it. So now I don't do it as much as an adult. Absolutely. And so the thing with projectors is that because they see so deeply into the other, they have to basically make sure that they feel like that other person wants to hear what it is they have to say before they go out and volunteer it. So with projectors, the whole way that they manifest actually is by, and this is going to sound so strange in the world we live in, but the way that they manifest is actually by being invited into opportunities rather than pushing um making things happen, um, being the people to initiate, because they are not people that flow well when they initiate. That's so interesting. So, so writing something down, what about like writing something down in my journal to help manifest that situation? I Or do I really just need to surrender and hang back and allow it all to flow? No, you can absolutely with yourself, um, you know, get clear on what it is you want. And that's actually perfect for projectors because projectors are people who um, manifest most. They manifest, they can make the invites, those invitations happen quicker when they recognize their own gifts. So that's actually the way that you manifest in the world is by kind of like really revering your own gifts to yourself. And um, when you revere yourself and recognize yourself for what whatever niche that you're really good at. Sorry, I should say niche is, is the American term. But no, I like niche better. It's cuter. <laughs> so when you see that little place where you're really, really good at, whether that's a computer system or a 
spiritual system or whatever system you want to apply it to, when you're really, really recognizing of yourself, that translates into your aura and that's what makes people want to invite you more because they see that you have something to share. So that's basically how projectors manifest. So really just hone and know who you are and what your gifts are. How do people find what their gifts are? Um, well, you know, usually the, the specific chart will give me more um, detail on that. But usually what I will say is that projectors are people who love to learn about stuff that fascinates them. And often if they find themselves being pulled into a rabbit hole on, to learn about something, that's when they know that it's usually, um, you know, whether that's for the rest of your lifetime or whether that's just for now, um, that's usually the thing to follow, right? So if you're fascinated by wellness, then that's a cue. If you're fascinated by politics then that's another cue um so whatever rabbit hole you're feeling really really drawn to rather than what you think you're really good at it's it's usually letting the the curiosity lead the way all right that is so good to know i can't wait to do my reading later then let's um talk about how about manifestors so manifestors i have a soft spot for manifestors because my sister's a manifester and um I've just watched her like do the most incredible transformation on herself and manifestors are only 8% of the population. Now, what's really cool about manifestors is that they traditionally have been the people who've risen to the top of every society, every tribe. They are all the leaders um, historically, all the people that conquered countries and made great things happen. They were all manifestors and manifestors are basically the model of success that we all believe that we have to run under. So manifestors are the people that initiate things in order to make things happen for themselves. But think about it, it's only 8% of the population that is supposed to initiate in order to manifest, right? So that's kind of like a crazy number and the rest of us can kind of like take it a little bit more easy and we'll go into that when we do the other types too. But manifestors are really people who are here to make waves, here to create movements, here to um, you know, initiate things, start things, start a movement, start a, you know, a war, start a, you know, a project, whatever it is, things that, that are going to affect people in a big way. And so the reason why we only have 8% of the population as manifestors is because each manifester has so much more reach than manifestors have ever had in history before because of globalization and because of, you know, social media and how connected we all are. Every manifester has the ability to reach so many more people. Wow. Um, Goosebumps. (laughs) Because that definitely sounds like Christina. She started a wide movement of the raw vegan, the raw vegan movement. Well, she didn't start it, but she was one of the people that really expanded it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, really what manifestors basically have to learn is that there's nothing that they have to do except for be their most unapologetic selves. So because manifestors have such a big energy and big doesn't necessarily mean loud and aggressive. Big just means you notice it when it walks in the room, right? Um, when manifestors just get okay with understanding that they have this big energy because it's here to support their soul's purpose. Um when they resist staying small and apologetic and keeping themselves down and quiet and shady, sometimes it manifests sometimes as being shady, sometimes it manifests itself as being too discreet, um, you know, too mousy, things like that. When they allow themselves to be who they are, um, then that's when, you know, everything else kind of just starts to fall into place. Again, there's nothing that we have to, you know, the whole teaching behind human design is that there's nothing that we ourselves have to do. The universe is the one that does the heavy lifting when we, take the dare of our lifetime to basically recognize who we are and be that and nothing else. 
You know, what's interesting, though, is um, every what if somebody believes that at that moment they are being who they are because they are just going with the flow of how they're feeling. Um, but it, what but it's really not how they are. How do they uh, work that out so they can follow who they really are so then they can be perceived in their highest light and be in their highest light? Well, I basically think of it like this. The deconditioning process is never something that goes away in the sense that obviously, you know, all you do is you get into you get into places where you're spending more of your time as your highest self. Um, I think, you know, the deconditioning stops on your last day on earth in the sense that it's not that we're trying to get to this perfect place. Um, it's just that we're always faced with cues that will tell us when we've gone off course. So when we feel anxious, when we feel cross at ourselves, when we feel shame, when we feel insecure, when we feel a lack of flow or we, we're not excited by life. Um, you know, these are all just little things to tell us that it's time to course correct and that there needs to be more healing done. So I think I like to think of it in much more of a forgiving way and a much more self-forgiving way. Um mm. It's just a practice of always getting yourself back onto your higher self. And the more you practice it like a muscle, um, you know, the more flow gets behind you because you've, you're spending more of your time committed and sending that signal that you're committed to being who you are and not, you know, who the world has told you to be. Um, yes. So I don't think that anyone's ever done with it, is it, as it were. It's a day-by-day practice. It really is. That's so true. I loved that. And also self-forgiveness is so powerful. Um, yeah. And then well, you there's know, I'll you why, Raquel, just to tell you super quick, because this is really important. Um, you know, I felt so, um, how do I put it, let down by um, a lot of the spiritual practices that I was taking before I found human design, because it always seemed like I, I, if I wasn't doing it perfect enough, then it just ended up being one of the things that I felt crappy about myself for. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I just felt like I made a commitment to myself right before I found human design, actually, of like, I'm only going to do stuff that makes me feel like it's helping me grow from a place of self-worth and not growing from a place of not feeling good enough. And therefore, I had to do the spirituality thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely, because I started to feel disconnected with a lot of the spiritual practices that I thought were so true and I dedicated my whole heart to. And then I felt disappointed for a while when I thought that I was letting the practice down. (laughs) Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have so many to-do lists these days that the last thing we need from our spiritual practice is for it to feel like another to-do. Another chore. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I always try to help myself grow from a place of like, you know, saying to myself, I've got your back, we we can do this, like, I'm going to nurture you from now on, and it's okay to stumble as you fall, and the path to healing is not linear, and if you take three steps forward and two steps back, it's okay, you know? Yeah, and who even knows if those two steps back are really two steps back, they actually might be something that opens the floodgates to something even more magical. I've noticed that sometimes when I think that I'm taking a step back, and then it, I am actually just taking a step forward to something else, it was just a rocky journey. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And then there's manifester generators, which uh, my friend Emma, who was on podcast, Emma Milden, I was introducing her to you and human design and she typed in her chart and she happens to be a manifester generator and we have no idea what that is. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, manifesting generators are, um, I call them like the energizer bunnies on speed. They're the, <laughs> like, um, and that's mainly because they are people who didn't come here to be linear. So they are not people who dedicate themselves to one practice usually for their whole lives. They're people who are very multi-passionate 
Um, and they often are the people who basically want to taste the buffet of life. So they want to dip their toes a little bit into this, and then they want to try that, and they want to do a little bit of this. And they're so excited about life, and they're here to basically bring the playful energy for the rest of us and remind us that life isn't so heavy. Um, so often their path looks so kind of like, you know, built into so many different phases of trying this and going here and going here and going here. Um, that often they're the people, they, they feel very misunderstood by the world because the world will tell them that they're flaky or indecisive or that they can't stick to one thing or, um, you know, if you quit before finishing, then that's a failure, that type of thing. But they're very much people who basically came here to explore. And when they see that need to explore as a place, as their place of power, then they're in that place of trusting that, okay, it doesn't matter if I only started the business for six months because I picked up what I needed in the six months. I got the skill, I got the lesson, I got whatever it was that the universe wanted me to get. And now that my, my, you know, I'm no longer interested in this, it's time to move on. So yeah, they're very much the, uh, the people that, you know, it's kind of like your life will make sense to you later on, but you need to trust in the moment that, it sometimes doesn't look like it all is adding up, but it is. They sound like they would be a very powerful partner for somebody that is very floaty to have. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's um they have very um they have very fast energy, which means that they pick up skills and they learn things really fast, which is why they don't need to spend so much time doing any one thing. So they're really, really powerful people when they learn to be okay with the fact that their path isn't going to look the way that the rest of the world considers a successful, quote unquote, successful path. I love that. Wow. But then there's also generators, which are not manifesting generators. But who are generators? The generators are basically the people who are supposed to, they house the life force for the rest of us. And they, when they're living as their real selves, they are the people that are sparkly and juicy and bright and just such a pleasure to be around and that their covert mission underneath whatever it is that they actual actually do, you know, in their jobs, in their lives, whatever it is, really what they're here to do is to um, have so much life force and feel so lit up by their own lives that they end up lighting everyone else up around them. Think of an energy generator. What does it do? It gives everything else energy. So generators are people who make other people more happy, more productive, more inspired, more everything when they themselves allow themselves to be that way and that's often the hardest part for generators is that they often feel like they have to constantly be making other people happy um whereas actually they need to understand that we live in a win-win universe and when they follow the path of what lights them up and only say yes to the things that light them up and radically say no to the things that don't um that's when they live as their real selves wow i bet a lot of people can resonate with that (laughs) That is actually one of the more popular or one of the more widely known types, right? So what they say, what the literature says is that around 34% of the world is generators and around 34% of the world is manifesting generators. But like I said, I just don't know if that's even true because, you know, what if in Korea, what if Korea is full of reflectors or what if Africa is full of... Yeah, the percentage of the world, I can see how they would assume that it's slim, but (laughs) I always always question percentages. (laughs) Yeah, and also, you know, I think I'm I'm always kind of like um, not into talking about, um, you know, what's common or not common only because um, people think that common means unspecial and um, I really believe that that's nothing to do I mean like I said the generator just tells you the way you're supposed to use your energy it doesn't tell you anything about your specific chart so um 
you know, one has nothing to do with the other. So don't feel discouraged if you feel like, you know, it's unspecial or anything like that, because that's not that anything. That's actually the, the exact thing that we're trying to get people off doing with human design is that understanding that we are all are so unique, right? You know what, then I think that people should start taking down those percentages when it comes to the types. Who knows, maybe there are less or more people that happen to be that type, but that doesn't dismiss the value of that human being. We need each of these types and each of these humans in order to function beautifully and harmoniously and as as a society, like everybody has their purpose here. Mm. And like I said, you know, you could be a generator that lights other people up because you are a great mom or you could be a generator that lights everyone up because you're Beyonce who's a generator or Oprah who's a generator or there we go (laughs) so now maybe hopefully that means that I've made a little a couple generators feel more special but um you know it's really about understanding that our only job is to be us um and the only times that we ever get disappointed is when 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 we're being pulled away from the real us so um you know without judgment and who doesn't want to be somebody that lights others up? I absolutely love that. And I resonate with a generator too. So that's wonderful. And then there is Jordan Younger. She's a reflector. I heard on her podcast, my friend Jordan, you were on her podcast and she happens to be a reflector and you went into great detail. And that was so interesting to hear. Yeah. So reflectors are basically people who um, are really supposed to understand that they are mostly undefined. So unlike the rest of us who really need to kind of like know who we are and get to know our own flavor, reflectors are largely, let's say, if you want to put it this way, unflavored, which means that they have a real strength of being able to be anyone they need to be in any given time. And so their identity is largely kind of loose and undefined. Um, And what that means is that they serve as a great purpose to society by being able to reflect back to whoever is looking at the reflector or spending time with the reflector, um, you know, to really be able to see themselves. The reflector is literally called that because it's like a mirror of when when someone who is a reflector is totally unattached to having their own identity, they really are in service to the rest of the community by being able to see who you are truly truly with that person so reflectors belong in the in the center of the tribe in the center of the community as the person that we consult to say you know how are we doing how healthy are we are as are we as a community how how on track are we type of thing um yeah we need those reflectors to reflect that upon us yeah absolutely Wow, that one's a powerful one. I think that um, everybody actually deserves to have a reflector in their life just to honor their own energy and know more about what they're going through in an honest way. Well, I feel really bad now trying to be like, everyone go to Jordan because I think otherwise I might end up. She's she's basically the closest reflector that I've ever met. Who's I mean, that I know now. I've, I met one other, but I have no idea where he is. But um you know, to the closest to living her design. So, um, but yeah, everybody seek out or if everybody can find a reflector. um, (laughs) They're unicorns, but if you can find one, just start typing in. Oh, that actually reminds me. How do people find out about their type? So um, you can find out your type on a couple of different websites. Um, There is mybodygraph.com is the one that I usually recommend to get you started. And all you need to do is put in your um, you know, your birth information, including your exact birth time. And that will tell you a lot of 
I mean, don't be intimidated when first everything comes up because it's a lot of different information. Um, but if you look towards the place that says energy type, it will tell you whether you're a projector, a manifester, a manifesting generator, a generator or a reflector. So that should at least kind of get you started as to, um, you know, what ways you should be using your energy and what it is that you, you know, the way that you came to show up. Mybodygraph.com. Yes. I'll put that in the show notes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And then, um, but what if someone doesn't know their time? Um, if someone doesn't know their time, you can actually, um, if you have an American uh, birth certificate, you can actually either look it up on your birth certificate, um, or if you're born somewhere else, you can call the hospital that you were born at. They usually hold the records, but the time is really important because um, it's all about the portal of energy that you chose to be born through, that you chose to pop in through. And so... If you um, don't know your exact birth time, it could be that the portal doesn't change for another two hours, or it could be that the portal changes the next minute. So wow. the more so it's time. so important. Hopefully the doctor had it right, <laughs> or the nurse. That's amazing. When it comes to learning about others, because I think that we should go to My Body Graph or whatever site to find out our type, but then also to find out people that are in our lives, their type, because mm -hmm. I, human design can really better relationships. How can it do this? So what's amazing is that it's really the gift that keeps on giving in the sense that the more you layer it, the more you have this understanding. And what's so incredible is that, you know, every time I learn someone's design, it gives me a beautiful appreciation for what type of human being they are, who they really are, right? So it's it's a pleasure for me to read for anybody because it helps me see, you know, it, it means that I get to learn more about humanity, which is incredible. But on a smaller scale, when I learn about what my brother is or what my sister is or what my friends are, my boyfriend, my family, it basically helps you understand why there is so much... Um, you know, there is a really misleading um, comprehension that we have that, you know, if we are different, then um, I'm either there's either something wrong with me or there's something wrong with you or I'm right or you're wrong. And it puts us in this kind of like state that I call runging where we're always trying to kind of like see who's up and who's down and who's in the lead or who's better, who's worse. And when you understand that some people just literally are like computers under like running under a totally different operation system then you see like okay that's why that person doesn't understand when I say this or this is why it doesn't work when I do this with this person and it does when I do that person and you know um, it just helps you understand your dynamic and just give you so much more understanding as to why that dynamic should work the way that it you know, how to optimize it in things. So it's a really, really beautiful tool because I believe that understanding is the key to all harmony. Oh, yeah. And compassion for that other individual if they if you don't understand why that person might need more space. Yes. And, you know, you could be a manifesting generator that needs a ton of space and mm. uh, might be with someone who is really, really, um, you know, needy in a good way. And that doesn't mean that you're incompatible. Um, it just means that when you guys can explain, you know, yourselves to each other, um, you know, that's when we foster good relationships. So there's no, there's no such thing as, you know, a, a type that's compatible with another or not. It's about understanding what are the ways that we do this in, in, a, in a juicy and delightful way and what are ways that we do this in a way that makes everyone frustrated and unfulfilled. I love that. Then you just honor each other's energies and their type. And then you're like, ah, I get it. This is the way this is the way you're made. This is the way you decided your soul to be. So I get that. I honor that. I love that. I think reading for my mom was the, one of the most healing things I ever did, like in my whole entire mm -hmm. life, um, because it gave me understanding for her. It helped her understand herself better. 
um, you know, we get on and, and just, you know, there's just so much less um, friction than, than what they used to be. So it really is everything like, uh, you know, with, with, with other people. Oh my gosh, after this call, I'm going to ask my mom what time she was born. <laughs> that sounds, that's amazing. I'm also curious um, what Allie is. I don't know what she is, but we can figure out that type later. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> shall we move on to my reading? I'm so excited. Absolutely. Okay, so um, like I said to everybody, you can, you know, the best place to go is to my body graph. Um, and then you will be brought up with a ton of different information. So what I do when I do a chart is I look at that central piece, the bit that looks like a human body and, um, you know, that the chart will just start kind of like saying to me, you know, it will just kind of start speaking to me. So, um, that's usually what I do when I start looking at a chart. So you're born in 1990. Mm -hmm. What, what, what date is it again? August 19th. Great. And, um, what time were you born? 3.13 a.m. Okay, and that's in L.A.? No, in Salt Lake City, Utah. I chose the Salt Lake, Utah portal <laughs> at that time. Yeah. And and basically the reason why you chose it is because that's kind of like the best launching pad for you for the rest of your life. So it's really fascinating because um, it's all chosen. You know what I mean? So yeah. it almost helps us a little bit, or it helped me anyway, to understand that, you know, if my soul chose it, then it must be right. It takes me out of the equation because it just allows me to say, okay, well, this is my mission for this life, which my soul's already chosen. And now my, my part is just to follow. I love that. I mean, it doesn't matter where it is because you chose that for whatever reason. My dad and I were also, I wonder if like the location, the exact coordinates or the hospital matters too, because my dad, he was born in 1944 and he lived all around the States, but we happened to be born in the same hospital. Which wow, was, that's yeah. amazing. I know. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, it matters more about the, um, basically what it tells you is the time zone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the most important thing. That makes sense. Um, anyway, so we'll get started. So, like I said, you're a projector. Mm-hmm. And projectors, um, you know, are really people who, who need to integrate that, that understanding that, you know, they cannot keep up with the rest of the world with their engine. They just don't have the sustainable energy to keep on doing things the way that, um, you know, the rest of the world does. So manifestors, manifesting generators and generators are all what we call energy types, which are people who have the sustainable energy to go and, you know, do things the way they need to do them. Now, that doesn't mean that they all need to suffer and struggle. Um, actually, with human design, we have to understand that it's the universe that will do all the heavy lifting, like I said, and we just have to, um, you know, do our part, which is, you know, dedicate ourselves to living our design. So just to be clear, the only difference is that really manifesting generators, generators and manifestors, um, you know, can generate their own energy in some way, in a way that we cannot and, and neither can reflect it. So, um, as a projector, you basically, um, like I said, see into other people's auras and, um, how it works is that, um, you understand people so quickly, you see people for who they are, you see things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that often what ends up happening is that projectors, what they long for the most is to feel seen in the way that they see other people, right? So they long for them the way that other people see them. Um, so that's where the invitation, like I was saying to you earlier, comes in so handy because um, it's almost like you need to recognize where people see you for your gifts and recognize you for your gifts so that that's what's going to create the space in them to receive whatever it is that you're there to share. 
right? So this is a good example is that an invitation doesn't necessarily mean a gold letter that comes through the, you know, through the post. It just means that there is a willingness and a, and a very stated willingness from somebody else to invite in what it is that you have to share. And again, not because you have to share something special because you're more special or less special, but just because um, if someone is going to, you know, provide back to you in some way with either recognition or with either opportunity or a correct exchange of energy, then that then that invitation needs to happen. Wow. So even, for example, love, if when I finally open myself up to that, that's something that I actually have to wait for the invite. I can't just go and put myself out there. Absolutely. Mm. Exactly. That makes and that resonates because I would rather do that. <laughs> well, that's often the way, you know, when people say like, this sounds good to me, or I like doing that. It's like, yeah, there's a reason why, for example, you like doing it and you're your best friend doesn't or you know somebody else why are our preferences our preferences because you know they're all you know they're, they're universe given or god given or they're divinely um given whichever one you like to say um so yeah so as a projector you have to absolutely wait to be invited especially into the bigger things in your life so moving into a new place um you know coming into a business contract with somebody getting into a love relationship with somebody um you know all those types of things they need to be um invited so the reason why you why it needs to be invited is because that creates then a lack of um, bitterness and a lack of um, kind of like that down energy in you. Because if you try and force something, maybe you can think about a time in your life when this has happened, mm -hmm. when you try to make something happen and you often will feel unappreciated. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that will, yeah. And that will happen usually with like friendships or in business situations. So I, I do just kind of go with the flow and wait for the business to come and wait for everything to come instead of really sticking my neck out there. Absolutely. And basically, like I said, it's not that you don't manifest the way that you can make your manifestation manifestations happen faster is literally by and I tell everybody this any type you know you you can decondition just by sitting on your couch right and so for you as a projector you want to be sitting on your couch and saying you know what am I so good at and what can I celebrate myself for and almost speak to that young girl that didn't maybe get her needs met or wasn't you know feeling seen by her caregivers and say you know you're so good at you know, coming up with new ideas and products and services, and you're so good at feeling other people's needs before they know they have them. Um, you're so good at infecting people with your ideas and your, um, you know, things that interest you, which is really what you came here to do is literally, Raquel, to, um, you know, your soul basically came here to infect people with, you know, ideas and inspirations that you, um, that, you know, you feel caught by. So what is that you end up doing with your life, you know, whether that's as a mom or as doing what you're doing now or any career that you enter into, always what you're doing underneath the actual job description is infecting people with your, you know, the things that inspire you and spreading those things. Oh, absolutely. I love that. And I love the idea of sitting on the couch and just asking myself, how can I celebrate myself? <laughs> that is wonderful. And yeah, I do think that a lot of, or whatever I approach, I hope that it is infectious. So, right. wow. Thank you for stating that. Tribe, short interruption to thank our sponsor who has been with us since day one. And it seems that the Yomis just love hum nutrition. First, I wanted to just thank every single one of you who has rated and reviewed the podcast out of the kindness of your souls. 
and you also just happen to be entered in the giveaway. And we're now on, I believe, the fourth round of the Amazing Hum giveaway, gifting Hum products all around the globe, not just the United States. I believe we've also sent to Denmark and Australia all over because Hum is just showing their gratitude for you as this is a long-term relationship with the Soul Tribe and they're continuing their giveaway for another round giving three more of our listeners hum products and i i am in love with their products like when i was dealing with my belly issue that i brought from bali i took hum's gut instinct and the flatter me tablets which as you know helped get things running a little more as i say smoothly if you know what i mean <laughs> but what i really love from them are their raw beauty superfood powders especially their mint chocolate chip infusion and ginger snap ginger snap to add to my blended drinks and like i said hum is continuing to offer three more of our listeners three months of 150 dollars worth of Hum products for free. So generous. All you have to do is rate and review our podcast and send a screenshot to info at yourownmagic.life. Info at yourownmagic.life. And in the meantime, try Hum out as they gift the Soul Tribe 20% off their purchases at humnutrition.com when you use the promo code MAGIC. That's humnutrition.com promo code MAGIC. And speaking of hum, that just reminds me of a meditation our master had Ali and I do in India where we would hum for about 30 minutes or more, plugging our ears with our thumbs. And I just remember experiencing a numbing and buzzing sensation all over my face. It was amazing. So a little meditation hat tip to try, try that and hum nutrition for 20% off using promo code MAGIC. And now enjoy the rest of the show. And it's literally like being a satellite for like, you know, wisdom, for creativity, for just everything. So your ability to really be a channel is absolutely like very, very, very strong, I would say. Um, You know, you're someone who's very centered in yourself. And that's like really a special thing that you have to know that you have. So let's say, for example, there are people that might not understand the way that, you know, I know you said, you know, you felt uh, tingles when you when you hear something sometimes or whatever. That's definitely something that's very unique to you. And I'm and here I am getting the tingles. <laughs> wow. There yeah. you go. And, um, you know, you're also somebody who's extremely grounded. So people feel very at home with you. And that's probably why, um, you know, the people that, you know, tune into your podcasts or the people that will buy your poetry or whatever it is, really what the, what I would actually recommend for you is to tune into that meditate, you know, tune into that space or meditate on that space of them feeling like they're at home, you know, when Mm. they're in whatever it is that you're creating, whether that's, you know, written or audio or anything like that is like, please, can I help people feel safe? Please, can I make people feel at home, you know, bring them back to that space where they feel like they're in a safe place in this world. Um, Because that's really what I see what you came here to do is to foster a home energy, whether that's not, that's not a physical home, but that's a home energy, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh, I have goosebumps. (laughs) They are, the hair is so straight. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, and then, you know, also you have an incredible ability to naturally want to nurture people, right? So, oh, yeah. again, oh, yeah. 
if that wasn't something that your parents told you that that's the way you're going to be successful or that's the way you're going to make money or that's the way that you're going to be your higher self or whatever it is, you know, because we tend to think of that thing as like, that's a generally weaker, quote unquote, weaker quality. Um, you know, we don't see that as a strength, but we're really entering into, according to human design in 2027, we're entering into a new world where that really is going to be the thing that is what makes people rise to the top. And so it's really time to kind of almost start telling that inner child, like you're so powerful, you're so incredible because you're such a good nurturer. Oh my gosh, that just gives me goosebumps so much more because sometimes I feel like it isn't being honored anymore. So, yeah, wow. and in nine years, 2027, we're entering into the new world way of doing things when that will be like everything to people. So mm. just know that mm. just because you feel out of out of the norm now, it doesn't necessarily mean anything aside from, you know, soon you will. Wow, that makes me so happy to hear that means the world thank you <laughs> and um you know then there's a couple other things which is that um you know you're somebody who in a relationship it will be really important that you tell them that you know you're somebody who does need to sometimes retreat and take away take your space and you know sometimes you will be warm and nurturing and loving and all over people but other times you really are need you really are going to need to kind of like retreat back and be alone and as long as you help that person understand that that isn't anything that they've done or that it's not, um, you know, yeah. any of their thing, then it's okay, right? The only time when it starts to feel like a pain point is when they take it personally. So as long as you help foster that understanding of helping someone see you for who you are from the beginning of the relationship, mm -hmm. like I was saying, any reject has always need to feel understood. So the more you do that, um, you know, the earlier on in your relationship, then there's less room for like, oh, she's pulling away or, oh, she's being cold or did I do something wrong or she was trying to make me feel like I did something wrong, you know, that type of thing. Absolutely. It's so important, especially if you're somebody that does need to, like myself, that does need their own time to make that very clear in the beginning of a relationship. I've definitely learned that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's good that you I said know. that. Yeah, and, and honestly, it's just helping someone see you for who you are from the beginning and, um, you know, if you, or as early as possible. And if you do that, then it's a very, very easy um, relationship. Now, you're somebody who isn't also going to feel, though, and I'm the same, is like you're never going to feel like you can't breathe without that person, you can't live without mm -hmm. that person, you can't survive without that person. So it's always better that you just don't put that expectation on yourself from the beginning because you're never going to be that person that's like, he's my everything, I couldn't imagine. Like, yeah. It's just going to, you're going to want to look for someone who's like a, you know, you're just two train tracks that are kind of like going along life together and yeah. you're holding hands that rather is than blind. My future hubby can listen to this. <laughs> exactly, you just remember that. Oh my gosh. Um, and then the only, the, the place that I would say you have to be really careful of kind of absorbing the world too much um, is really in the, in the area of fears and anxieties because you're someone who's extremely wide, 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 wide open um, in the splenic area, which is the area that governs fears and sixth sense and all that stuff. And so you really need to, um, you know, obviously as a projector, they need alone time anyway, but you really need to make sure that you have a practice where you're flushing that out, whether that's with a walk in nature where you're more than three feet away from people because three feet is about the size of your aura. So not having your aura in contact with others. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah, that makes sense. There will be times where I like seriously can't even be around a being and it has nothing to do with that being. I just, for whatever reason, need my bubble. 
Yeah, and so when you are in those times when you're giving yourself the alone time, just be very intentional about, I'm doing this alone time, you know, help me flush out the, you know, all the anxieties that I've taken in, all the fears that I've taken in, because actually you have an amazing karma where you don't actually ha come back to heal any fears. You just have to remember that there are no fears that are inherent to you, that the fears that you pick up on are the fears of the world around you. So Ooh. that's a beautiful Ooh. thing. Yeah. So I really need to cleanse, <laughs> probably yeah, daily. Yeah. And, and just exactly daily, absolutely. And just to remember every time one comes in, not to over-identify with it as being one of your own. So instead of when you feel a fear or anxiety, you go, oh, hold on. Now you can say, oh, hold on. That's not mine. That's coming from the world around me. What's this trying to tell me? Maybe it's trying to give me a clue as to like what this other person is actually feeling underneath what they're saying they feel. You know, I can kind of like test and see what's going on around me. Um, see what's going on beneath the surface type of thing. But you can't do that if you're mistaking that fear and anxiety as being your own because that will send you into a spiral of, why do I feel like this? I shouldn't feel like this. Where's this coming from? Is this something I said yesterday? You know, all that stuff. Oh my gosh, you have totally revolutionized my world just now because that makes so much sense when I see certain patterns that I will carry um, but then I'm like, where is this coming from? Because this is not me. But then I did happen to have be in the presence of somebody that has that deeply. That exactly. Is... Exactly. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Jenna. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's a couple other things. Um, you know, you need, like I said, a lot of alone time. But it's mostly because your alone time is when you get the aha moments that actually mm -hmm. help you grow and then, you know, implement things in a new way. So just understand that those aha moments, I would make really good quality out of them. And just be very, very mindful of like, okay, universe, I'm not doing anything because I'm waiting for you to make me smarter, make me see more, make me wiser, make me, you know, and then really invite the universe to kind of like come into that space and help you, um, you know, navigate out of that, that would be a beautiful thing, a beautiful practice for you to, to have. Oh, I love that. Just do absolute nothing. I am staying in the studio in the forest by myself my last few days in New Zealand where there's seriously nothing but nature and waterfalls around. Um, wow. And I think there it's where I'm going to really just do nothing. <laughs> That's um, And then also, Raquel, just know that you have a really special gift where you help everyone. Everything that you're a part of is more successful because you're a part of it. So it's kind of like you sprinkle like luck on things. Um, so you know, if you're with somebody, then their organization will become more successful. They'll be, they'll make more money in their business or they'll be better at their relation. In some way, you'll have the ability to naturally without even trying just by being you and showing up, um, people around you will be more successful just because they know you. Oh my gosh. I love hearing that. Wow. That's, a, that's amazing. I'm happy to be yeah, that person. <laughs> thing and it's just that your soul chose to carry that kind of um building energy that kind of glowing bringing people up that type of thing so um you know as long as you know that you have it it's again nothing that you have to figure out how to do or you know switch on and switch off it's like the more you see it and the more you you know um appreciate your soul for having that then then it's free to kind of like you know come in and show up I love that. Oh, um, and yeah. how do I show up for others or how do, no, how do I channel for others? Well, so your chart is a little different from mine because like I yeah. said, you do have the gift of that inner knowing. And so for you, um, what I would try and do is actually understand that it's not really coming from an intuitive place. It's coming from a place of the less conditioned you are of your own stuff, right? The more of a clear, like I said, like you're the antenna that just can download things, right? So 
you have the ability to download things when you are clear of having to know or to express your own opinions because actually your own opinions are getting in the way of um, you know the universe's opinions let's say right so it's really interesting because we live in a world that tells us like to be smart means you have to have your own opinions and what do you think about this and what's your take on that and blah 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 and actually the more you realize like oh it's not about my take I don't want it to be about my take yeah oh my gosh okay wow yeah that's so helpful oh my gosh Jenna do people come to you with specific questions um, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It kind of depends. Um, but always, 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 without exception, everybody comes to a chart when they are like literally on the brink of making a big life change. And, um, you know, really all it is, it's actually very humbling because, you know, you've already done 99% of the work internally to know everything that I'm going to tell you inside you. Yeah. And um, yeah. all I come in and do is is be that kind of like permission slip from the universe in the form of someone that's never met you before um, to say, you know, this is who you are and you can now, you know, it's safe to go ahead and, and be that. I love that. Yes, you are my permission slip to do this. It's really reinforcing something that I did know deep down and so speaking of big life decisions I well I was planning on going back to Los Angeles because I thought that that was the place I would need to be in order to um, expand and evolve more because being on Hawaii for the past year so uh, and Bali as beautiful as it was I just spent a lot of time in nature but not a lot of time around people and now it's time for me to like expand and evolve and I know this deep down and so I thought it was LA but I was resistant because I had been there for eight years and then I thought it was New York and I actually you're gonna like this I bought a one-way ticket to London and so after <laughs> I go to Hawaii for 10 days next week I'm gonna be off to London I know. And that's such a big life decision. But I wonder as a projector, like if there's a reason why I need to be in a big city now that I've spent so much time in solitude and in nature and not around a lot of humans. Um, well, I mean, usually if you're called and actually this is um, because the, the, the place that you are in your life is very, very important to the way that your life unfolds, um, you specifically, not projectors, just you specifically. Um, so the environment that you're in is such a crucial part of the way that, you know, you're going to, you know, unfold your life in the way that it's supposed to. So if you feel called to a certain place, that's usually for, um, you know, a reason. Um, but there's an amazing, there's an amazing practice called astro cartography. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, but I know somebody who knows somebody who does amazing, like she can look at, um, you know, the world and tell you where are places that are fortuitous for you and places that, um, you'll thrive. And, you know, it explains why we feel great in some places and we hate others. Um, but in human design, all we can tell is, you know, where, you know, how important the environment is to, um, you know, you showing up as your highest self and whether you are someone who's meant to travel or not meant to travel and, and those kind of more general questions. We can't tell, you know, where in the world, unless sometimes I'll receive a message, like a random message for someone. Um, the chart doesn't always do that. But for sure for you, wherever you feel called to move is, uh, is really important and it's not just this random preference that you have of like, okay, I just feel like moving to London for the sake of, you know, because I have friends and family there or anything like I don't that. know anybody there I mean I'm talking to you but I don't know anybody there wait what is that called astro cartography oh you got me excited about something else everything when it comes to this stuff I'm like all new systems let me in I'm curious so yeah so it's always it's always when people are on the verge of making a 
a big life shift or change, which is amazing. Mm. And I can feel a big life shift happening. I mean, the past few months has been drastically different from um, my old comfort zone. I was getting very comfortable in Hawaii for a while. And then we are my friend, well, Allie, who's the the co-host on this podcast, um, and then our friend Claire, we all bought a one way to New Zealand. And then we all parted ways because we were part of our, we wanted to escape our comfort zones. And now even though Allie and I are continuing to do Euro magic together, and I I love her so much, we talk all the time. Um, But she's in LA, I'm going to be off to London and just like totally also doing our own thing um, in this discovery of life and just soul seeking, but also being there to help others and evolve and expand as beings. It's just so interesting to step out. And I'm excited for this new solo travel. I've, I've been solo traveling except for Hawaii for the past uh, couple years. And so I'm going to do it now, I guess, in Europe. And what could I do as a projector to make sure that I get the most of this solo travel experience? Um, so the most important thing actually for you is to not have any preset ideas of what it is that you want, because you're someone who manifests when you're actually being less specific. Oh, so, that is so true. <laughs> yeah. So for you, you know, making a list of exactly what you want down to all the details and these type of things is actually not very conducive to you. Whereas, you know, there are a lot of people that I know that it really works for them when they're like, you know, get to know a lot of, you know, exactly what you want and write it down and be specific, the more specific, the better and don't leave anything out, whatever. So you're someone who manifests when you're being a lot more general. And so for you, I would really focus on, okay, understanding that my soul always has to be motivated by the need to make an impact on people. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so if you ask the universe and you tell the universe that basically you're ready to show up in whatever way that it wants you to have an impact on people and that you're not attached to the way that that necessarily has to look, um, that's basically going to be the thing that best fosters your, um, you know, your, your, how quickly you manifest, um, you know, obviously living as close to your higher self as you can from, you know, any given moment. So that's a really powerful thing to have to understand because the universe has basically told you that you have to know how things are going to pan out or be fixated on how things are going to pan out because otherwise, if you don't think about what you want, then it can never happen to you. But it's actually the exact opposite. For me, that makes so much sense. Actually, I had been resistant to continuing doing vision boards and all that for a while. In fact, when it came to London, what I did is I just asked the universe, I'm like, all right, I'm supposed to be somewhere hands off the wheel, I surrender, um, instead of spending hours and hours on Skyscanner or Airbnb, like I surrender, tell me where to go. And then it was a very cheap ticket to London, which it's usually like thousands of dollars from Hawaii. The Airbnb that I found is this cute, white, bright space, a studio, exactly what I would want to be in, in the area I would want to be in. And um, it was less than what my budget is. And I was like, what? I know it just flowed so effortlessly so and it was seriously I decided to I just asked and then I took my hands off the wheel that's incredible and yeah and that's you know again nothing to do with specifically projectors this is like honestly your just your chart um so it's really important to just always remember that you know whenever you catch yourself feeling like oh I have to think about how I'm going to get this it's like no 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 like I don't have to think about how I get this because that's always going to lead me down this path of trying to constrict and contrain constrain what I believe can come my way right so if it's pre-decided then the universe can't send me like a curveball as as easily so Mm, um a curveball that is a good (laughs) curveball uh 
that's a, that will be a little hard though because I like to visualize and see my future and I like to have this idea of where I'm going because I do know right now what I want but what do I when it comes to for example my poetry book and getting that published so the best thing you can do is to actually understand you know really get to know the value that the poetry book has and to really focus on you seeing that and recognizing that and celebrating that for what it is and not from a place of false ego but just from a place of like really trying to understand or trying to get into that feel, feeling space of how it can be received and how it can help people or how it can light other people up or how happy you would be by having it out or, um, you know, those types of things rather than like how would the actual machinations of this work rather than thinking about, you know, the specific company that's going to come in and publish it or the way that it's going to get out there or the way that, you know, things are actually going to manifest. Think about more the the end product, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're somebody who actually didn't come here to be motivated by money or power it's much more about the impact on people oh my gosh so yes <laughs> I'm definitely well, not the money person <laughs> it's just an energy yeah and it's it's something that again you know when when you tell people they don't they're not motivated by money they they start to sometimes believe that well if I you know if I don't want it then I'll never get it but that's absolutely not true it will come as a it can come as a byproduct of you know, you focusing on your need to make an impact on people, mm -hmm. but never, never come into your experience if you try too hard to just follow that carrot down the road. You know, if you chase it too hard, um, you know. Whereas for some people, it's it's correct that they follow money down the, down that road. You mm -hmm. know, that that's exactly what their soul chose. And so it's really about coming from a place of, you know, not necessarily judging something as being good or evil. It's just if my soul wanted it, then there's a reason why, and we don't know what the reason is, but we just have to go with that on on trust that you know that's our job here I love that just trust that that is yeah. the job oh my gosh thank you so much what are some books that you recommend that can help people dive deep into human design and learn more about themselves yeah um well so there's a couple of human des I mean there's a lot of human design books out there if you go on Amazon the one I recommend the most is the one that's written by Ra Uruhu the guy who actually discovered it um and it's called Human Design, The Science of Differentiation. It's written by Ra Uruhu in um, collaboration with a, a woman called Linda Burrell. Um, and there's, there's a couple of others that are good, but I, um, you know, often found the books very difficult to understand, very old, very crusty kind of information and very um, condemning, right? So, like, not mm -hmm. from that place of, mm -hmm. of the self-forgiving, the, the positive, the... Um, you know, the sort of very everything is good mentality. So I'm actually releasing in a couple of weeks on my website, which is jennazoe.com. I'm releasing a bunch of audio programs that people could download. So for yes, because I really connect more with you and your intuitive reading just now. And I think that that is what makes going to an actual human design expert like yourself. And, um, you know, obviously, um, you know, I also do one on one on one readings, which go into a lot more depth um you know than just this kind of overview of a chart or something like that um you know they're usually an hour so that's a lot of um that's a lot more information but um mm -hmm. you know usually mm -hmm. with an audio program it's like you know I had so many people ask me like how do I know more about these types or how do I know more about myself and how can I figure out what my mom you know all that kind of stuff so I I was thinking about what I would have wanted if I was in the beginning kind of starting to figure this out and um you know I just feel like listening to things is so kind of easy and 
a very passive way to take in information that doesn't, you know, it takes the hard, the hard figuring out out of the, the confusing human design um, sphere that's out there at the moment. I love that. And we're about an hour in this. So people that are listening to this right now, they are definitely no stranger to wanting to listen in order to learn more <laughs> and dive deep. So you're definitely talking to the right people. You've got the right audience. And I can't wait for, I can't wait to listen myself because I love to listen and listen to audiobooks and and just listen to their actual voice. There's something that's so powerful about that when it comes to them expressing their wisdom. So I'm excited for that. How else can people get a hold of you on social media? So I'm just Jen and Zoe Daily on Instagram. So it's J-E-N-N-A-Z-O-E Daily. Um, and actually on my Instagram, all I do is share little tidbits about all the different types or little more nuggets about how to eat correctly for your type, how to move correctly for your type, sleep correctly for your type. Um, you know, we go into, it applies to everything. So sex, creativity, manifestation, relationships, um, you know, it has something to say about all the different minutiae. So that's basically all I try to do with my Instagram is to, is to kind of foster more understanding around these little micro, um, themes that we all, that we all identify with. Um, and then, yeah, my website is just jennazoe.com. I have a bunch of videos on there that discusses a couple of these things as well. Like and eating yeah. advice for your type, according to human design. Yeah. I did see that. I was like, yeah. ooh, I'm going to definitely watch that. I'm curious how projectors should eat and also move. Yeah, absolutely. And it's when you start to do everything according to your type, it's, you know, I'll tell you a funny story that when the, that shaman first did my chart, um, he said to me, you know, you will lose weight when you stop holding on to the need to be in charge all the time. And you will specifically lose it from, I, this is like so detailed, but he was like, you're going to lose weight from your inner thighs when you stop holding on to emotion. And I was like, what? This guy? I like wanted to believe him, of course, but didn't actually believe him. And um, I lost 20 pounds just by doing, living and eating and moving according to my design and nothing drastic like diets and crazy exercise things or anything like that. And I never would have thought that was possible unless it actually did happen to me just from sleeping more and letting go of emotion more. Um, wow, that speaks a so, lot. And you have you seen that in your clients as well? Yeah, absolutely. Like when people start eating according to their type, it just gets rid of so much of the, which I think we all have is that angstiness around food and what's the right way. And it's so confusing. And we get so much into our heads about the whole thing when actually our bodies are always trying to tell us you know, how we're supposed to eat. And when we get understanding what it is that our bodies are trying to say, then it, you know, makes life a whole lot easier. Oh my gosh, you're preaching to the choir here. Oh, yes, I am so excited to dive deep into that. I can't let you go though without this last question that we ask yeah. all of our guests. How would you advise our listeners to create their own magic? Oh, wow. Um, well, my, I guess my human design answer would be to live as your real self instead of the not self. Um, your and not really, self. The not self, yeah. But really all, it, all, all that happens is, again, it's not – and sometimes I feel like I'm letting people down because there isn't like a 21-day program to get over this and then you're fixed. Um, but I always say to people that awareness is the great healer. And it's, the second you're brave enough to be aware of the things that – um, you know, the behaviors, the thoughts and things that don't feel like the real you. And you know that you can let them go without feeling like you're unworthy because you do those things still. Um, you know, like I say, when you when you 
kind of got your own back in the, in the process of getting better rather than, you know, beating yourself into getting better. Um, I really believe that that's the way that you just naturally then the universe says, okay, this is the person that's dedicated to being their real self. Let's send out all the flow, all the synchronicities, all the good things, because that's when we tell the universe that we're open for business. Yes. Oh, I love that. That is powerful. I hope everybody takes that with them. I'm ready to completely surrender and stop take, trying to take so much control over every little micro thing in my life. That's going to help so much. Oh, Jenna, you are such a soul saver. I think that you are about to transform so many people's lives. There's a lot of people that listen to this that live in London as well. So I hope that they get a hold of you. Um, but also, I think you also Skype with people from all over, right? Yeah, I do all my readings over FaceTime. So oh, perfect. People- <laughs> That's it's amazing. Awesome. Maybe I'll be able to see you in London too. And that. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. I already feel connected to you. Um, yeah. Well, because we're both projectors as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. We'll have a projector meetup. I have a couple others that are in that are in our zone. So, a projector um, meetup. I love that. <laughs> you guys get us. We get each other. <laughs> That's so great. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure. Such a pleasure. Bye-bye. We are so grateful you tuned into this podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and rate us on iTunes. Yes, and those of you who leave a rating and review, we want to share our gratitude by sending you a special gift. Just email info at yourownmagic.life and we will send you an exclusive meditation guided by the both of us. And make sure to say hi to us on Instagram. I'm at Ali Michelle L. Don't forget the random L at the end. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Raquel Mon. Thank you and have a magical day.